Oh, I told them they were sending the wrong guy. Who is this kook? Hello everyone, welcome back to Kingdom Hearts by Heart, your favorite Kingdom Hearts podcast, where today we will be discussing the big one, folks. We're already halfway there, halfway there, halfway there. Of course, referring to the, the, I guess we'll call it the Battle of a Thousand Heartless, even though that's actually a really tiny portion of this whole Hollow Bastion visit, but yeah. that's how most people refer to it, so we'll just run with it. Um, so yeah, I'm your... I am your man with keyblade in hand charging against the forces of darkness, Kevin. I am joined by my feathered mage, Marshall. <laughs> and yeah, we're just gonna just gonna jump right in. Um, yeah. So, well, actually, before we get into it, I guess we do a quick little follow-up of two episodes ago, I guess, when we discussed our boy Sora and Smash as part of his oh, big yes. reveal. Yeah! And now we can finally talk about um, actually playing as him. So, yeah, yeah uh, I don't know about you, but I checked him out for a little bit. Uh, this week, um, by a little bit, I mean I just did his classic mode, and then I did some training mode, um, just to look at all his moves, and yeah, he seems pretty good. Um, he is much, much floatier than I thought he would be, yep. uh, looking at the video, like, they said he was light, but I mean, my god, um, mostly just, like, his second jump is just, like, just... He, like, goes into slow-mo and does this big, grand, sweeping double jump that, like, mm. carries him, like, halfway across the screen. It's like, okay, uh, I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's weird, because, yeah, he... It's so funny, because King Ball, like, you know, there's the whole scandal of <clears throat> floatiness uh, with any of the games past two, where the characters stay in the air for so long, and people don't like that, because it kind of yeah. limits your options. But that's kind of how he is in Smash. Is like once he's up there, it's like <laughs> someone like kicked a football and they're just waiting for it to come back, come back down. You're I'm like, oh, never okay. coming back down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty funny because, like, he's definitely an aerial character, but he it's not like he spends all of his time in the air. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So that was an interesting choice. Um, but yeah, overall. I think they really nailed how he feels in terms of which moves they brought over. Um, and then there's, like, other cute stuff. Like, I've been seeing a lot of videos going around of how, like, if you pick up, like, a, a sword or some other, like, one-handed weapon as an item, he does his little Valor form stance. Very cute. Yep. Um, his classic mode has got a few nods to, you know, the games, which is nice because there's only so much they can work in, obviously, with the Disney stuff. Mm. Um... And yeah, he's just cute. He's just a good time. Um, so, yeah, I like him. I definitely should check him out some more. Maybe actually play online. <laughs> but, oh, God, online. Yeah. But yeah, what do you, <laughs> what do you think? Have you, have you had a chance to take him for a whirl? Yep. So, if 
usually when a Smash character drops, for us on the East Coast, it's usually, like, a nighttime. Like, usually... Yeah. I feel like when, when I was playing Monster Hunter World regularly and, you know, things would update, they usually update 8 p.m. Uh, our times. So I feel like Smash is also kind of around that time frame, so... Yeah, I remember we friends. were playing a game night on Monday, yeah. and, yeah, we usually start that at 8 and, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes in. Because, like, I was watching a live stream of someone else playing, but they were just yeah. doing... Don't do a bunch of matches with other characters because he hadn't dropped yet. But then I checked back in, and then he finally had him, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" So yeah, that's he's here. He's that's here. about right. <laughs> yeah. So two. So if he dropped the uh, last Monday, then yep. Tuesday night, some of our, my friends got together virtually. We played a little mm. bit. Um, we had a few like all sore brawls, but yeah, no. Yep. He's, a, he's a he's a fun old time. I yeah. Uh, it's funny because I can't hit Blizzard for shit. Because um, it's yeah. such a short range, that but I can constantly get hit by Blizzard, mm. so uh, I'm obviously doing something wrong there. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard seems to be the least effective by far. It's funny, I was, so like, when I go through training mode, like, I do this with every character, basically. Mm. Like, I literally go through every single one of their moves, but yes, I forgot to see how much damage Blizzard does, and I forgot to see how much damage his counter does. Which is apparently a lot, or at least it's, like, pretty good in terms of, like, reflecting damage back at the characters. Like, I saw something about yeah, how I... he can, like, knock out some character, like, at really low percent if they use, like, their big, like, falcon punch move, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember which character it was, but... Mm. I remember from the, the video, there's a two clips side by side of, like, Pyrrha and then Mithra hitting him, I think... Yeah. Because Mithra's lighter, like, he does, like, 20%, whereas Pyra did a big move, and she's the, the Ike. I, call, I keep calling her the Ike of the two, because her uppy is similar to Ike's, but she's yep. stronger, and then I think the, the counterattack did 30. Yeah. So, I mean, like most counters, it's like a, a person, it's a, I'm not sure what the formula is, but it's a part of whatever oh, the attack damage would have been against the counter, or the person who's counterattacking. Yep. Um. But it has, yes, like, I think Sora's has a lot of knockback compared to other yeah. counterattacks that we have in the game right now. Yeah. No, he's he's good. Um, one complaint that I have, though, well, there are a few, mm-hmm. uh, and these are, like, extremely nitpicky, but again, Kingdom Hearts podcast, yeah. I have the right to be nitpicky. Um, <laughs> his taunt, one of his taunts, he, like, spins the keyblade in his hand, and then that's it. But, like, he should spin it and then put it on his shoulder, because that's his victory animation yeah. in the Coliseum, or, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. That annoys me. I was thinking, oh, they'll do it in his victory screen, but I'm not sure if they even do that, but I could be wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong, because, like, that's there that's is... the move. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. There's a... What we'll, we'll, we'll always refer to as the keyhole animation, where yeah. it's, it's towards camera. Yeah. I think there's a version where he point. he's facing away from the camera and is pointing away from the camera or or he might do uh look away from the camera but the keyblade goes over the shoulder mm-hmm. and i don't couldn't tell you what the third one is you're talking about for olympus coliseum oh the, no no specifically for smash for yeah. smash yeah i don't know because yeah i would assume it would I, just pull the olympus coliseum victory animations but they didn't do that but, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you gotta have the Keyblade on the shoulder. That's, I mean, that's literally his his um, character portrait. So, I don't know why they didn't really do that, but, again, very nitpicky. But, 
The bigger problem I have, which again is really not a problem, but it's just like in terms of capturing the character, like they really put a lot of emphasis on the flying. Like that was this whole yeah. thing in the trailer. Like he was just flying around and then like his jump is basically him flying, his double jump anyways. And then his dash is him gliding a la KH2. Once you've upgraded mm-hmm. glide enough, then you can just glide gra- uh, right against the ground. Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but like, it's not like his whole character is based on running. And they did the same thing with Cloud, where his dash is a glide, mm-hmm. which that makes even yes. less sense to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just weird to me because like, within canon, like Sora never acknowledges like being someone who can fly like outside of Neverland, like. That was pretty Correct. much it. Yep. But aside from that, no one's ever been like, Sora, you can fly. Or Sora's like, hey, hey, let's take this fight to the air. Like, I guess there are a few, you know, final, final bosses where he flies. But again, it's not really something that, like, they call attention to. So mm-hmm. I would have just rather had Stash be him running. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know why they did that, but eh, it's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I also just... Uh... While you were doing your thing, I just looked at the victory animations. Yep. So there are there are two there's two keyblade over the shoulder ones. Oh. One is the spin. Oh, uh, okay. Where he fa- and then he faces the camera and does the key over the shoulder. Yep. The other one he does he does like it's not even if I'm like I'm kind of like scrubbing through it right now and hopefully try not to press a bunch of fucking keys. Um, but it's like a few swipes and then he turns uh, and then very similar to the Olympus. Yeah. Uh, victory screen, aka clouds from seven. Where yep. he then turns away and then puts the key over the shoulder. Okay. Uh, or sorry, that's Leon's. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then yes, there's the one where he just twirls in front and then basically does the equivalent of like the, uh, the keyhole okay. animation. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, I retract my nitpick. So yeah, it's just the fly, <laughs> the like gliding dash. Yes, thing. there's a lot of emphasis on flying, <laughs> which is funny because I think the day of the presentation, I. Came home and I was playing through. We were probably doing the Pride Lands at that point. Yep. Um, I think I might have either. I was either getting out or going. Or I was either finishing or exiting Pride Lands. I think I was exiting Pride Lands, going to Twilight Town, and seeing Sora's floatiness and then playing Cage Two. I was like, Yep, very very Sora's, different games. I don't know. I think the aerial combat makes sense. The floatiness. I, I guess could just be a balance thing. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like even in Cage One, which seems to be like their main source of inspiration, like he's mm-hmm. he's pretty chunky. <laughs> like he gets to back to the ground pretty fast. Yeah, Sora feels very grounded in in one and two, and I guess Chain because we played Chain at this point mm-hmm. a thousand percent. And and you mentioned that people said in the later games you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more floatier. Yeah. So, interesting. But yeah, I, th- I think it's more from a balance perspective, because what if Sora could just uh, fly around the screen, yeah. be an absolute menace, but then also be hard to knock out, mm-hmm. to launch off, because Smash. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll check them out some more. I do like the the, uh, the auto... I, I will say, I mean, they are auto combos. His one, two, threes, whether it be the... The tilts, the jabs, the aerials, I think are interesting. It really banks on the absolute menace 
that he can be at certain points, or just a pain. Well, I mean, when I say absolutist, I mean more pain in the ass because he can just kind of catch you anywhere and be like, I, "Sir, can I have one combo, please? Thank you." And then he uh, takes his his happy meal away and then uh, destroys you. Yeah, overall, I like him. I'll try him out some more. Um, I am still well. Maybe I'll wind that down, but I've been playing a lot of Nickelodeon Smash. Um, I mentioned I was playing that during yeah. uh, watching Tron. Um, so, like, all my controls are, like, in that mode, not Smash, but I need to, like, choose one or the other, basically. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'll start leaning more into Smash to try out Sora some more. But, mm. I mean, even if I don't play him, at the end of the day, just, like, seeing him in smash it's it's definitely a special feeling it's like mm-hmm. you know we finally won one i say fine we made it as if we haven't been getting all these amazing exactly. <laughs> exactly but like sora it really is the the quote-unquote impossible pick that seemed like the longest shot so it's like hey, hey yes a thousand percent it's a little miracle but uh yeah i'm also very curious just how he'll play out competitively, like, if he's really good, if he's just going to kind of peter out, because I feel like a lot of the DLC characters, surprisingly, like, just aren't really good. Like, I know Banjo and Kazooie kind of suck, which is disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think Joker's, like, the only good one, but, like, he's, like, really good. I think he's, like, top tier, but, eh. Yeah, I Too would think off so. track, but I'm... I would like to think they do our boy justice, because um, I'd love to see what people can do with his moves. Like, I know, like, his spells especially, I'm sure you can do some some wacky things with them, especially Thunder, because mm-hmm. kind of, like, carries opponents, like, upwards, which is wild, so you can probably pull off mm-hmm. some pretty crazy combos with them. So, yeah, you done good. Here's so. hoping. Yeah, so, back into the thick of it. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Where did we last leave off in the exciting installment of Kingdom Hearts 2? Uh, Sora was so he's... troubleshooting. He was... He made a new friend with uh, Clippy to figure out how to use Ansem's computer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, um, unfortunately, Leon left us in charge of tech support, and everything's just going to go downhill from here. It doesn't go as horrible as I remembered, actually, but it's still just <laughs> funny, nonetheless, of... I mean, Leon was here when we got... Leon was literally staring as we clickety-clacked over the keyboard and got sucked into the Tron world. And it was like, hey, kid, yeah. you can press them. I mean, he literally says, like, just download the files. It's just a few keystrokes. And I'm like, Leon, did you not see the absolute horror yeah. Do you see how this man off? types? Like, do you... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, ty- he types like every, like, third grader you ever know. I mean, yep. nowadays, probably third graders type better than oh, Sora sure. in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess he types like my grandpa, basically. Like, mm, yeah. there's one key, there's another key. Yeah, so they try to figure out what's going on without their computer. Whoa, it's doing something. <laughs> and <No. laughs> yeah, they're messing stuff up, and then Sora just starts banging the computer, like the keyboard, because when all else fails. Let's resort to violence. And, um... Uh, nothing comes up, even though I'm sure he was just typing in gobbledygook. Uh, but... 
he just has this whole idea set in his head that the computer's going to tell him about Riku and Kairi and the Realm of Darkness. And then when it doesn't do that, he just basically gives up and he loses all help. He's like, not even Ansem's computer knows, even though we just found yeah. out about this like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. It's like, he is in such anguish. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. <gasps> oh so God. he throws the towel and then Goofy puts on his big boy pants and says, oh boy. Yes. I'm going to have to take on the charge again. And um, I thought it was interesting. It may have come a little before this, actually, but they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to use it. And Goofy says something like, gosh, I think it wants to know what we want to know, which is very like, that's how Google works, right? And this mm-hmm. game came out in 2006. So like Google was definitely a thing, but it wasn't like a thing. So I just thought it was interesting mm-hmm. how like, I don't know. They just kind of work that dialogue in of like how people actually use computers. So that, especially because it's coming from Goofy. <laughs> Goofy the dog. Hey, handsome. Tell us how to enter the realm of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Goofy sort of figures out how to use it. He pulls up a picture of um, some some rando. Hey, who's this guy? And then King Mickey says, did someone call my name? <laughs> and then the audience claps, and he has his big sitcom entrance where he walks in from <laughs> left stage, and he's back. And he says, oh, yeah, I was about to drop a major plot development on you, wasn't I? And he... Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, I, I do appreciate that Goofy has the... I mean, to be fair, Goofy is best dad. Sora is just a dumb kid at the end of the day. But the Goofy understands, like, we need to search for, like, the nobodies in the organization. And, yes. Yeah, like, things that are more realistically going to be in the computer, not your random friends. <laughs> exactly. This is, sorry, not searching Facebook for your friends. Yeah, exactly. Friend them. <laughs> it, 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 I would be very curious even if Ansem's computer had a database on Riku and Kyrie. I think that would be a much different game. But uh, that's not that's not the game we're in right now. So yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Sora gets angry, and then all of a sudden, uh, Ansem the Wise. Hmm. But wait a minute, Your Majesty. <laughs> When's the last time you had your eyes checked? That's not Ansem. <laughs> this so is fit. Ansem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sora drags Mickey out he of the room. Literally like, drags the man here by for a the second? arm. Like a child who's trying to get a candy bar, and he's like, no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's also in this scene that I realized, and it's, it's just, it makes me want to scream and turn a little bit, but I think it's funny. Um, later in this episode, we're going to see, I mean, later in this world, we see Mickey throw his black cloak away, and we see his, his Cage yep. 2 costume. But when he has the black uh, coat on, uh, well, one, his, uh, he, I guess it applies to both. His gloves, which are usually white are black but mm-hmm. also his shoes are just a blank i mean they're 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 just mickey mouse shoes but just just black just the black. entire time <laughs> so it's very funny when he rips off the ensemble and he's like bright as hell basically yeah, his, his, uh, yeah i never thought about that like his he also yeah. like had like tearaway shoes apparently <laughs> yeah we're gonna and apparently tell a uh, gloves on top of my gloves yeah it's <laughs> a good point um yeah, so they go back to the portrait of what we think is Ansem, and His Majesty is just like, oh yeah, so, as I was saying, this isn't Ansem. 
this is handsome. <laughs> what? And Mickey just so nonchalantly just says, he was a fake and imposter the whole time. <laughs> and yeah, Sora and the gang do not take too kindly to this. And the scene always annoys me because Sora and Donald Goofy's reactions are so overblown to like, I feel like just to inflate the sense of like, oh, this is a really big revelation because look how surprised they are. But like to them, it's like, okay, like, yeah, that's surprising. But also like, this means nothing to them. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Mm. So he wasn't actually handsome, but he was still trying to destroy all worlds. Yeah. Like Mickey says as much like, yeah, but he still had to be stopped. But even after they're still like, we beat the wrong guy. It's like, no, you didn't. It doesn't matter what he called himself. He was still the main villain. Just, Exactly. Why are you yeah. so upset about this? <laughs> I <laughs> well, it's uh, it's funny because oh, we beat the bad guy. Now we have clinical depression. Is basically the butt of the joke. Yeah. But I mean, so I mean, it's very funny because they're like, we beat up the wrong guy, and I'm, and but Tron. I mean, to be fair, they're still like Ansem's the bad guy when they meet Tron. Even Tron's is like Ansem the Wise is still my enemy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just like so distraught of like, oh, we beat up the wrong. Oh, we gotta we gotta go. Find another man and kill and stuff a bunch of keys in him and then kill him, right? right. Like, it would be different like, if they knew who Ansem was ahead of time and then they found out that this guy was a fake, which they kind of do because mm-hmm. the Ansem reports, but not really because they don't really do anything with the Ansem reports. But, yeah. like, they learn after the fact and then suddenly they're, like, so fixated on Ansem. It's like, well, you don't know who the real Ansem was, so why do you care? <laughs> Correct, yeah. And I, I was thinking about this. A while ago, but of course, playing this, we're we're now going to delve into it and bring it up. But um, train of thoughts leaving me very very shortly. Oh, Choo-choo. the fact that I I believe in uh, in KH one because it only so Ansem possesses Riku, gets his a uh, uh, Billy Zane hot bod, but at that point, yep. only Sora, Donald, and Goofy have seen him. So of course, the Final Fantasy gang makes references to Ansem in KH one. Even Mickey knows who Ansem is. Well. Ansem the Wise, I should say. But yep. no one else saw Billy Zane other than us, technically. Uh, right, hence where yeah. It kind of, at the end of the day, it kind of does make a little sense to be like, this is where this identity crisis does pull from a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose. It's so, just... to a degree. To a degree. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. On, like, a, a larger note, like, so I think it's safe to say that this is, like, the main sort of twist of this game, like, in terms of plot development. Yes. I can't really think of anything bigger. Um, and um, the, uh, like, pro- I think the lead-up to the climax and later in this, like, later in Holobastion are, like, the other two, basically. Um, a few minor ones along the way, but I think there's only, like, two or three big ones. Big chunky wongies. Yeah, the- like, this is the biggest spoiler, for sure. Yeah. And it is a spoiler that I was spoiled by because I was looking up spoilery things. Because, again, <gasps> the game came How out of Japan you? four months before English. So I was chomping at the bit to get any information I can. And yeah, I found this out the hard way. Look, Kev uh, was fiending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, we'll definitely get into this more as we, like, get into, like, the, the secret answer reports and everything. But, like... I have to wonder yeah. why, like, why did Ansem steal Ansem's name? Because, <laughs> like, I, yes. I'm, like, running through my head. I'm, like, I feel like this, 
the only point of this is to be a twist. Like, I feel like in terms of motivation, like, nothing really comes of, oh, I stole your name, other than, again, we'll get into it, but other than, aha, like, I soiled your name, which that doesn't really go anywhere. So it's weird yeah. how this is, like, the big thing of this game when, like, I mean, I feel like even after this, like, nothing comes of it. Like, it's not like anything really develops from it, aside from calling this guy, Big Beefy Billy Zane, Ansem as a shorthand, because Zane or it's heartless is too much of a mouthful. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, and then Ansem the Wise, do we just, we, we, we'll, we'll, we, sti- we always stick to Ansem the Wise. There is no yeah. abbreviation for him, basically. So, and luckily there's don't... that distinction. Yeah. So we don't we don't have we don't have the Ansem dilemma, but but still, nonetheless, yeah. yeah. Um, I also I, I also think <laughs> it's very. I think it's very. Mm, I won't get too much into it, but it's very. I think it's very Xehanort to have this giant like bust, not a bust, this giant portrait in Ansem's study. Like, I mean, we know what happens, and then Xehanort basically jumps into the picture and he's mm-hmm. like you know what this room is missing a big me. picture of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah <laughs> like we can assume that Ansem put up the picture because he really liked Xehanort but my favorite apprentice it's really just there so you can have a picture to be like wait who's that guy especially cause yeah, yeah it's like half the fucking room <laughs> exactly yes yeah. so um, yeah, but Mickey yeah. dropped some knowledge bombs, and we're like, oh, no. But then, oh, whoa, what's that earthquake? No more time for plot, guys. It's time for action. So it's like, that's what we've been doing this entire game. So <laughs> Mickey has a whole speech about friendships and helping your friends and don't ask if you can't give and blah, blah, blah. Um, so they decide they're going to stay here and fight, fight, fight. Uh, so, exactly. So he peels Which is off. very funny because... It's yeah. very funny because we just came from Tron, and Tron we had the next scenario of like Tron's like I need help. And they're like okay, they're like yeah. you don't want to, no, you don't care. We'll help you out. And Mickey's basically kind of repeating that verbatim. Yeah, like, very much like <laughs> our friends need help. Help your friends. Yeah, you, mu- you must always. What does he say? Helping others always comes before asking others for help. For help, yeah. It's like you're watching, like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and that's Lesson of the Day or something. Um, so, yeah, it's fighting time. Uh, Don and Goofy have some ominous words for us. They even say so much as, I think this is going to be a really long fight, Sora. You better prepare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. We do a lot of uh, skipping around. So, so yes and no. Yeah. I feel. Mm. Yeah, so, as I was going through this whole section, like... I feel like this second visit of Hollow Bastion kind of cements for a lot of people that this is why Kingdom Hearts 2 is the greatest of the series. Like, everyone loves this whole extended battle sequence. Yeah, um, a thousand percent. But, like, going through it, <laughs> it's just a bunch of cutscenes. Like, there's five mm. gameplay um, set pieces and I use the term set piece very loosely here. There's, uh, as we follow Mickey immediately outside of the lab, you fight some heartless, you fight some nobodies, you're done. There's another 
um, scripted fight shortly after that, which is basically the same fight because it's the same nobodies. Yep. I think there's a couple new, or no, I think it might. It's just nobodies. Yeah, it's the dancers and the um, the um, dusks. Um, yeah. So just two scripted fights, nothing too special there. Then obviously we got boss fight, and then we got um, the uh, Final Fantasy circuit where you fight with everyone, which is pretty cool. Yep. But at the end of the day, it's also just another series of canned fights um and then the 1000 heartless fight which we'll get to later but like it's just more of the same really <laughs> and like if mm-hmm. you look at time spent playing versus time spent watching i it's probably like one to four <laughs> i think so yeah like it There's took a... me like an hour and 10 minutes to get through and yeah, I was playing for very little of that. <laughs> probably 40, 45 minutes of that is probably the cutscenes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it also doesn't help that we're playing F- We're playing Final Mix Plus, yes. and they add about three, oh, maybe four cutscenes. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, we uh, we in the thick of it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to those as they come up. But, um, yeah, we exit the lab, and everything's going crazy. So, I guess what's cool about this whole sequence is... Uh, hi, Smash Brothers. Everyone is here. Like, literally everyone. Because Pete and Maleficent show up, and they're just like, wait, here are two. <laughs> and she's like, it's weird. She's like, having the Heartless fight the Nobodies, which is like, okay, it's cool, because they're kind of like, opposing factions. But like, when you think about it, like, why would she waste her Heartless on fighting Nobodies? Like, how are their goals like, in any sort of conflict with each other? Like, what are you getting out of that? Mm-hmm. Besides just wasting your heartless. <laughs> yeah, well, my, fir- my first thought is that... I mean, uh, when she first came back, she was like, I have to find me a new castle. Mm-hmm. She's trying to take over Ansem's ca- Ansem the Wise's castle, basically. His lab, whatever. But then she sees Sora and the gang, and she's like, oh, no, 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 they're, they're more important. You should go. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should go cut their throats. Don't, don't you worry. Uh, I do specifically have uh, Maleficent trying to be the main antagonist yeah. again. Oh, my God. This my whole notes. visit is just her trying to insert herself into the picture. It's like, sweetie, you're embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And also, I love the Pete. Just Pete's like, are you nuts? We're not gonna win. I'm out of here. And I, I think I, need, I'm gonna keep a note on when Pete shows up next because I don't believe we see Pete for quite some time after. He's yeah, like, oh, this is too much for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So, fight some heartless, fight some nobodies at the same time. Um, I did mm-hmm. use Stitchy Poo uh, during this fight. So, why don't we talk about him Boy. for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. he's so cute. So, Stitch, next chicken little, little is the best summon in the game, which, again, isn't saying much, because yes. there's only four, but, like, the two of them are so much better than the other two, it's insane. Yeah. Um. So, basically, with Stitch, you have infinite MP, which is just wild, because, well, first of all, I love how, like, he, like, breaks the fourth wall, because he just climbs, like, all over the screen. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Like, so, he's, uh... Yes, he's the only one who does this. He gets summoned, but he actually never technically enters the field. He just exactly. walks he walks around your screen doing things, shooting guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very you cute. mentioned the MP. He goes to lick your your health or your NP if it gets yep. low enough to a certain yep. threshold. Yeah, um, it's very. It's funny because like I remember the original trailers for Lilo and Stitch was like all the other Disney movie trailers, but then Stitch would crash them. <laughs> 
Yes. So, like, I remember one of them was Aladdin where it's the magic carpet ride, but then Stitch shows up in his little spaceship and he basically steals yo girl Aladdin mm-hmm. and Jasmine <laughs> hops in with him and then he just peels out. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of like fitting for Stitch to like, you know, kind of like break the fourth wall, as I said, and just, he's just kind of observing everything and just hanging out and having a good time playing his little ukulele, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have infinite MP, like not actually, but like if it's low, he'll just max it out. Um, and even yeah. if it's in charge, usually he'll just um, in the charge. Um, so just spam spells all you want, all you want while you have him. And then he does heal you. I feel like he heals you less than Chicken Little, but he can still heal you. Probably, um, yeah. I enjoy. Well, I'm also not playing. I'm not, I used Stitch in areas where I wasn't uh, hankering for a healing. So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, yeah. And also, he can, like, stun, like, every enemy, like, instantly with his ukulele, because it affects everything on screen, which is really good. Yep. So, just keep comboing away, because they can't really do anything while he's playing his little, strumming his little tunes. Um, Yeah. And then he's also got, like, his little laser blast, which can also, like, kind of pop them in the air, but I think that's, like, one enemy at a time. But, yeah, no, Stitch is great. He's also just adorable, so he's my favorite, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a thousand percent worth it. He's a, a very good summon. Yeah, and which is which is very funny for the summons because I feel like I mean I feel like you want to keep them around. I mean I, we, we talked about this before actually, so I'm not gonna get too into it. But like the to gain experience, you must use up your drive gauge. But theoretically. Yeah. You want to keep them around as long as possible. So we've talked about that kind of, that push and pull of gameplay. Yep. But, yeah. Um, and Stitches, I I feel like I never do the limit right. AKA, it's just much easier and better to keep Stitch out. So the, the limit is really kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, I didn't even bother with the limit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a good screen wipe if you need it, but... Stitch also helps you enough to where I don't think that'll be an issue. Yeah. But yeah, the, the limit might be... I think it is Ohana. But yep. yeah, uh, Sora then jumps into the screen. You can you can play the ukulele, which I think just holds people in place. And then you can you can blast. And then you have like a finishing, a finisher to it. But other than that, it's pretty unremarkable. Just, uh, just let's, just let's, just let's stitch be stitch. Exactly. Just, just let it ride. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, during this fight, we get a new, uh, nobody, the dancer nobody. Yes. Um, boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. So they're one of the deadliest, specifically because of their, um, like desperation move, I guess you could say. Um, but aside from that, I don't know. I don't really know what to do. I guess they had like their little spinny break dancing move where they just kind of uh, home in on you while they're like doing their spinny kicks which mm-hmm. is like really easy to avoid or block or whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah when they get their little aura around them oh god oh god am I gonna sneeze, am I gonna you, sneeze? yeah you better be careful so uh, here and in the next instance I had a little bit of a trouble because there's just so many of them yeah so so many just attacking you and then doing the doing the grab yeah uh, actually I, I did get pretty low a few times yeah that was pretty <gasps> Yeah, when that. Yeah, in the next fight, because that's when there's like five or ten of them at once. Um, yeah, 
I like, I tried popping off a limit because I knew that would be the best way to dispose of them, but like I messed up and I actually went into Valor form. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which no! Which is probably the worst one to go into to fight them because it's all close range. <laughs> mm. So I like pretty much canceled it immediately. Uh, which I'd never do with the dry form, but then I like popped out of it so I could then use uh, Comet by Donald, which did some yep. pretty short work of them. So yeah, nice. They're they're definitely deadly. Um, yeah, but as long as you keep your distance and just snipe them, you should be good. But be careful. again, it's only when they like have that aura. But yeah, when there's a lot of them and you can't really track of Ex- each one's yes. health, just Err on the side of caution. <laughs> yeah, usually, like you said, just try to keep away. I try to stay in the air sometimes, just to just so there's literally more keep away time. Yep. And, but I usually jump into the air. But there's also when there's a bunch of them. I think I spam thunder a lot, just because again, thunder is probably the, my favorite spell and also one of the best offensive spells right now. Yeah, it's be good. So yeah, that's available. And then we do get one new friend, but literally only one. Or it's a first appearance, and huh. there's only one of them. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Who is it? Who's that Pokemon? It's the, it's the, it's not the Red Nocturne. It's the Crimson Jazz. Oh, I didn't realize Two that was totally new. different Heartless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a similar to the Emerald Blues. It's just a big, yep, a big uh, one a version of the little uh, Wizard Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, noticeably different. He so he uh, is one is fire based, but also specialize in leaving landmines everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crimson jazz uh, is scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you should get a few of them, sometimes like blues, they'll spawn in pairs or triples. Sometimes yes, be a little threatening, just because that the like the landmines they leave behind do such a good chunk of damage. Yeah, but like they're like always following you. Like they'll leave static landmines, they'll like surround themselves with the little explosions and then just chase after you and then sometimes they'll just yep. summon a bunch that just like follow you like in a chain sort of. So it's just like yep. they're just always throwing out hitboxes and it's like leave me alone, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then they have their like big explosions where they summon like three big ones and just like kind of summon them or like explode or detonate them all at once and that can hit yeah. really hard so that's scaly they are not messing around um yeah definitely use blizzard on them from a distance um and yeah just don't let them just just kill them don't let them get off their super powerful moves <laughs> exactly yeah luckily well i think the next world they reappear but yeah luckily you only get one for now so no ptsd as of yet but uh in the ensuing future, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after that fight, the first fight anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we get a little visit from the Pixie Girls, and they're basically like, hmm, whose side should we be on? And then Donald does a little smooth talking and tells them, well, why don't you join Leon's side? He's got plenty of treasure. And we realize... Treasure. Yeah, apparently that's all they care about. Um, so, <laughs> do you, I guess. And then... They, they ask who they are, and I think it's Eunice says something like, oh, we're no one worth knowing about or no one worth mentioning or something like that, which was yeah. interesting. I was expecting it to be like, they do like their like Charlie's Angels pose, like, we're the mm-hmm. gull wings. Don't you forget it, mister. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they didn't. So I'm not sure if that's like a thing in the game where they're like trying to keep a low profile or not, but. 
Uh, I forget because I well, I shouldn't say I forget. I don't know because I haven't played Ten Two. Oh, interesting. I thought you had. Um, yeah. yeah. So they... I know I. I uh, it's on my list of. Uh, mm. ten, I played everything up until Ten, and then my history ever since has been kind of spotty. It's a little but... spotty. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. They show up just to remind us that they're here, but nothing really happens other than yeah, Donald pulling that trick on them. And then Sora's like, come on, guys, we got to get back to the plot. Enough of these silly shenanigans. Later, taters. Yeah. So they eat out, and then we eat in. Uh, so next up, we escape from the labyrinth, or whatever it's called, the maze, and then... The corridors. The corridors. We take out a few nobodies. Uh, we spot a, a hidden chest... Uh, thanks to the camera placement in this cutscene. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I, I missed that one. It's like hiding behind like a little platform um, of like the path that goes into the corridor, like from the Bailey or yes. whatever. It's mm-hmm. like... I remember missing that as a kid yeah. several times. <laughs> and so I, I remember to do it now all the time. But mm-hmm. yes, it's very funny because you're like, oh, oh, a thing, a yeah, thing, a like thing. The only time I could think of where a cutscene like revealed the chest. Because usually they're not hidden at all. So I was like, oh, yeah. To get the other one I always think of is the one on the pipes. Just because in the, in this cutscene that's upcoming. Oh, yeah. And it's very noticeable. When you meet Aerith in the. In the yeah. In the, this is the castle poster. Yeah. I try to remember the area names. You just see it behind you. So I'm always like. And the whole time you're like, chest. I just want to open it, get through this cutscene, just yeah. give me the damn chest. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's nice, it's Aerith. It's a big one. Too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big one. Speaking of the big ones. Once we step a little further, um, who do we meet next? <laughs> it might be Sephiroth. <laughs> Which I think is his only real story involvement. Like, is only in KH2? Obviously, he's, op- op- he's, he's an optional boss fight here. Not really a spoiler. Um, but he's actually part of the plot for three scenes. This one, another one. And then when you finish him off so yeah it's weird how he's it's him and cloud's confidence it's just a, it's like a a little hand baked into the plot just so you know it's there yeah but it serves no real relevance besides hey kid you're gonna fight sephiroth later besides so besides donald declaring sarah it's sephiroth from final fantasy 7 <laughs> uh, uh, <ugh>. classic hmm <laughs> Which which line do you think is more iconic between that and say, fellas, did someone say the door to darkness? <laughs> uh, oh, I think we've memed on D- DTD so much that I, I have to go with DTD. Oh. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I, I, there's, a, there's a reason I had to type in all caps for, <laughs> for our notes. I just, it, it's just, uh, yeah. but I think they're both very good. We very just good. memed the hell out of DTD so much. That, yeah. It has a special place in the community, but I think also like if you Donald Duck acknowledging the existence of of Sephiroth Final Fantasy Man is uh, oh that's another gem. Like if you had to describe Kingdom Hearts to someone with just two lines, I would probably pick those two. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, So yeah, he just shows up just to stun on us basically because he appears and then he disappears both with like an extremely dramatic flare where he explodes in the sky it's like okay yeah thanks for coming by i guess um yeah no it's it's interesting because yeah in case one obviously he's like completely optional like i'm sure most people didn't even know he was in the game their first uh time through 
But yeah, mm-hmm. here it's like critical path. Like, hey, look, it's Sephiroth, literally. And um, yeah, this is marketing at its finest. <laughs> it makes me wonder if the events of KH one were canon. Um, because that cutscene when you do beat him and then Cloud and Sephiroth fight—that's a K- uh, Final Mix exclusive. So like, yes. I could see it going either way because the idea is like, oh, Cloud and Sephiroth—they're never-ending final or fights this is just one in a series of mini and they'll clash again um or i could see it just being like here's a cool little scene we threw together but it doesn't mean anything and then here's like here's when they actually fight in kingdom hearts so mm-hmm. i'm not yeah. sure but yeah sephiroth's uh-huh. in the scene he's also here Woo. he's taking names hide your kids hide your wife <laughs> exactly yeah it's very funny because well one because swords and smash now i've seen so many uh, Sora gets into Smash and Sephiroth just he, he, there's two sides of the coin there is the I'm gonna destroy that kid and one and also I am terrified of this kid yeah <laughs> because of the the, the boss fights we really just talked about yeah it's pretty good um, but also because uh, I also have a figurine of KH2 Sephiroth Ooh. and I've noticed this several times I think it's weird uh, so his, it, this is his Sephiroth outfit of course I mean it's it's a little KHified, but it's still like the, uh, yeah. the long black coat. He permanently, he permanently has the one wing out just because he can. He's a little extra. Yep. And he's got. I mean, his coat doesn't come up that far enough. Let me see sort of the coat. Uh, but he's got like I'm gonna call them butt wings. They're probably like leg wings. But he's got like a like a set of wings like on his legs. Yeah, those have always I, stuck out to me. Yeah, so it's very notable when this scene ends and he turns around and walks away, yeah. and I'm like, oh, those butt wings, where do they, where do they start, Nomura? And he, I got to know! Yeah, like, so were they a thing in his cage one model? No, because he just, you know, Because um, mm, aside from that, he looks one, pretty much the same, yeah. I don't, I mean... I'll, I'll check in the background as we talk about it, but I don't believe so. They've definitely always stuck out to me more in Kingdom Hearts 2. So they were in one, like, they were very subtle, but here it's, like, very noticeable. And, yeah, I have the same question of, like, are they, like, little fairy wings where there's, like, the big one on top and then the smaller one at the bottom, but they, like, connect at the same point on the back? Are they, like, mm-hmm. just, like, an extension of his bigger wings but like they're just at a weird angle like what's going on there take off your shirt Sephiroth mm-hmm. let's see what you're working with <laughs> I mean hey he goes shirtless in in, in 7 so yeah. I think there's a valid reason for him to be shirtless here um, <laughs> he does not have yeah. the leg wings in 1 he has the same design like it's the same open coat with like right. the little accent of red but yeah he doesn't have the butt wings which I will still call the butt wings but yes is it like an advent children thing then it's not because having children he just hmm. he looks just like he does in in seven with yeah. um with with a long coat yeah yeah it's weird i don't know because like it's a namura special exactly but like his specials are like way over the top and here it's just like here i i stuck two tiny little wings on his butt mm-hmm. i love him <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's that for other one but after that, we get another sighting of the little pixie girls. They fly out a giant hole in the wall. And Sora, mm-hmm. Sora is curious. Or maybe Donald's curious? Someone's curious, but then someone else is like, hey guys, we have plot to get to. Uh, there's uh, yes, like Sora an end of the world going on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sora mentions I want to go in there. Donald's like, Sora, our friends yeah. are at war! <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that reminds me. There's, like, one weird line. Um, oh, sorry. This is coming up way earlier. But, like, there are a few times during this whole visit where, like, characters just say things that, like, don't really mean anything. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, why would you say that? But I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> but I feel like Donald has something like that here where it's like suddenly there's an urgency when there wasn't before. But anyways, yes, let's put a big old pin in that there giant hole in the wall because we will be yes. coming back to it. But much, much, yeah. much, 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 much later. Later. <laughs> yeah. The cavern remembrance is, it's, I mean, it's basically, it is a post game area. Yeah. But 100%. for some reason we get the, yeah, and also Final Mix exclusive for anybody yeah. who didn't know, but yes. Yeah, um, Final Mix loves to just throw all these things at you, like, basically as soon as you can stand on your two legs, and it's like, have fun. Yeah. And it just instantly destroys you, and you're like, <laughs> I'm not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be like, if as soon as you get your starter Pokemon, and then it's just like the Elite Four is like, <laughs> and you're like, oh. Is this what this game is? Um, but yeah, it's an optional yeah. area. Ignore it for now. Um, yep. So we continue, and then we have that fight with the dancers we mentioned earlier. Um, I think Sora runs into some Final Fantasy goons here. Yeah, we see Aerith and Leon and Yuffie fighting, and then yeah. it's like, behind you, Sora! Yeah, they're doing the whole thing. And the, it, it, the, fight, the fight ensues. And then our friends are like, hey, come this way, after the fight is over. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So... Well, let's see what happens next, because at this point, it's just all becomes a blur, because so much shit happens so fast. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, we may, I think we may reference probably, not the last episode, what an episode before, would have been when we first revisited uh, HB, uh, noting that, oh, gotta take in the Bailey, the sights are now, because in two hours, it's gonna be decimated forever. Yeah. And yeah, we see the scene of uh, the... the the night soldiers walking through the decimated Bailey. Basically, we're, we're literally about to run through. Yep. Um, Sora walks to, I, I, I guess I would call it the edge, basically. And he has a little, little faraway peak, and then it cuts to little, the little vignettes yes. of all the FF characters. Yep, so this is just fan service, the cutscene. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's got some cool little things. Uh, so I think the first one is Yuffie fighting, stumbles on a little butt, and Aerith, mm. Aerith, Aerith? Why does that sound so weird right now? It's Aerith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she heals Yuffie, which is interesting, because I think that's the only time we've seen Cure used, like, in a cutscene. Um, Correct. We've seen magic using cutscene, but I think Cure, like, this is the only setting of a Cure, like, being used on another character, which is, like... Yes. It's interesting. Well, one, it's cool, because, hi, Aerith, healer. Nice little nod. She's doing a thing! And yeah, also, oh, I guess she could do things <laughs> instead of just sitting around on beds all day. But um, yep. she heals Yuffie, but then, like, Yuffie kind of, like, gets up a little slowly and then, like, brushes off her shoulders and stuff. And then Aerith comes and checks up on her. And then Yuffie's like, I'm okay. And it's like, I feel like the implication is, like, a cure doesn't just immediately restore you to full strength. Cause like Aerith had a check on her. Like, Hey, are you still okay? Do you need an elixir mm-hmm. too? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like, okay. So if cure is canon, like why don't they just heal each other all the time? 
<laughs> like, uh, in the ending of this game, for example, when our characters are very tired and they're like, how can we possibly go on? It's like, I know, I'll heal you, you heal me. We're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so just an interesting moment where, just, you know, every time, every now and then you'll see behind the veil of like, oh, like they're pulling in the gameplay into the cutscene. Like I was saying earlier about how like Sora flying is never a thing. Like the cutscenes, this is like the opposite of that where, oh, look, she actually did that spell that you use in the game when you're about to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's neat. Um, the Goalings have a, a whopping total of one heartless maybe killed <laughs> god you're doing great sweeties <laughs> that, that that is the that is the perfect use of that gif oh my god <laughs> like pain lures one to an edge and then just like the comedic like oh and now we just push this heartless off the edge yep. Woo! good job girls <laughs> we got a single kill you wait like five seconds and you hear like the like the the kill shot from I think probably from COD, just like the like the well, like yeah. the hit scan, like <laughs> little the little tick. <laughs> yep. Um, and then immediately slash to um, well I think Stitch may have come before them actually, um, which is interesting because okay. uh, hi Stitch was right by my side because I had him summoned, but I guess he decided to go on ahead to do some fighting. <laughs> yeah, Stitch is just he Stitch is here because. Yeah, it's his placement is really weird because uh, I mean, yeah, what is it? There we saw is... the little peak of him when we first entered the corridor, and then we saw yeah. him like he's the reason he we got sucked computer. into space paranoids. Yeah, yeah, and then he's just he's just here, but also summon that we have yeah pocketed. So like it would have been, I wish he would have actually like become friends with us, very much like a a little friend and a king or little chef in Kingdom Hearts three, where like he's kind of yeah. there, but like they do introduce themselves and get to know him, but like he's still mm-hmm. kind of like a side thing. But like here he's yeah, like this like, weird in between of like yeah, it's, there's no interaction. Yeah. It's kind of weird because, like, we don't know what the heck he's doing here. We don't know why he's fighting, other than the fact that he's a good guy, I guess. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I would have just rather had him as a summon, just like Chicken Little, instead of just kind of teasing us with like him doing story things. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think I'll have to double check. I think in the journal, I think he's just referred to as Experiment 626, if that. I don't think he's actually called uh, Potentially, yeah. I know that in... I know in Birth by Sleep, spoiler alert, he is because he it's before he... Yeah, he's not named Earth, Stitch. So. Okay, maybe that's what so I'm he, thinking of then. Maybe he is Stitch. Um, yeah. He's definitely Stitch in the in a summon screen, so yeah. I want to say yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking more about BBS, yeah, he's just always Experiment 2... Six to six in BBS, yeah. thousand percent. Um, right. So yeah, he does his we little shooty there. shooties, and then it cuts to Cloud and Leon's fangirl moment. Uh, <laughs> you referring to? Yeah. And then they they jump forward and slash like thirty heartless in one swipe, and then the gold wings are staring off from the side like, oh, we helped you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being helpful. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember this was a very common, well, not common, but like a really hype trailer shot. The two of them back to back, as we've never seen them oh. before. You're fighting too. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, then it cuts to oh my god, I don't even know what it cuts to. I think what's next is Cloud and the Great Maw. 
with Sephiroth, or am I jumping ahead? Yeah, no, no, no you're about right. Yeah, okay. the cloud, cloud and Leon really leads to Cloud and Sephiroth, yep. which is funny that 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 scene just, just doesn't just continue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no there. Oh, there might be a t- there might be a Tifa shot. Oh no, no no! I think it happens after this. Okay, like literally. So so yeah, Cloud and Sephiroth interact. Sephiroth. I mean, it's nothing besides, like, hey, Cloud, there's still darkness in your hut. Ooh, it's me, guess. Uh, and he's like, I'm angry at you! <laughs> yep. That's that. That's the that's the baseline. And then, and then Tifa's like, Cloud, I finally found you! She's out of breath. And he's like, oh, jeez. Cloud's like, awkward. Oh, Cloud's like, nope, I'm gonna continue. What away from my problems? See you, Tifa! Yeah, it feels like Cloud just uses Sephiroth as an excuse not to spend time with Tifa. Like, Sephiroth, quick, you gotta bail me out of this one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he runs away like a little girl, and that's mm-hmm. the end of that. Uh, so, thanks. Um, so, after that... It's so weird, because, like... So, gameplay-wise, right? Like... As I was mentioning earlier, like, really, this is only five little battles, at one after the other. So, like, mm-hmm. once you get past the uh, the Bailey, the destroyed Bailey, like, all the areas are just, like, a linear path, like most Kingdom Hearts worlds, or KH2 yeah. worlds. Um, yeah. So, like, with all these cutscenes, they try to, like, give this sense of, like, scale, like, it's a grand epic battle Whoa. sprawling across the entire world, but, like, when we see um, uh, Cloud and Leon, they're, like, toward the end of whatever is it the ravine the like winding path yes and then there's like the little cave and then the great or the great maw and then like the dark depths sorry um Mm -hmm. so like yeah cloud goes from the ravine to the dark depths but then we're gonna see him again in the ravine (laughs) and then like Sephiroth did the same thing where like he was also just in the dark depths but then we'll see him later in the dark depths so like the characters just keep bouncing back and forth between like this (laughs) tiny handful of locations it's like oh this doesn't really make sense (laughs) yeah when you think about it for more than a few seconds it kind of breaks the illusion yeah like the geography it It doesn't make sense yeah um but yeah fighting's happening everywhere oh my god we have to help, but Mickey's like, nope, parental controls are set, losers. <laughs> I was going to say the same, same, same thing. You kids have to take a time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You have too much homework. Yeah, so Mickey, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I mean, Mickey's a, uh, Mickey's a little valid, but not really. He's like, all right, you guys got to find Rico and Kyrie. He's like, but Your like, Majesty, we don't know where they are. And also, in the study, right before the explosion, Sora's like, King Mickey, do you know where Riku is? Yeah. He's like, like, I'm sorry, Sora. Well, jeez. I can't. It doesn't even say I'm, I can't tell you. She's like, I'm sorry. I just. Yeah. Like, there, there's no actual answer. It's just, I'm sorry, Sora. Yeah. Like, if it's so urgent for me to find Riku, why don't you just tell me where he is? Instead of just sending me on this wild exactly. goose chase. Like, what's more urgent here? Like, the pending destruction of like our home base or this vague search that we've been going on for 13 hours now that we've made no progress on (laughs) exactly and like you have like you know your fucking queen piece here and sora like where's he gonna make the most impact (laughs) like you definitely need him in this fight (laughs) but um 
Yeah, Mickey's. <sighs> he, it's like trying to be framed as Mickey's like doing right, like trying to like protect them or whatever. I don't even know. But um, yeah. Also, at the same time, like. He's just standing there with his arms out and, like, doing, like, a Batman patrol thing where he's, like, looking out in the distance and, like, tilting his head back and forth. Like, well, you're also mm. not doing anything right now, Mickey. Like, you're, you'd be much more helpful, like, actually fighting the Heartless than trying to stop us from fighting the Heartless. Like, yeah. <laughs> this could have been done already if you weren't just, like, holding us back right now. <laughs> So let me add him. Yeah. So Sora is gonna help no matter what. Don Gooby do a thing where they trick Mickey into thinking they're gonna, I guess, yank Sora away like he yanked Mickey earlier in the lab. <laughs> um, and Mickey's like, Sora, you're coming to us whether you like it or not." Yeah, exactly. Um, but then they get him a big old just... winky wink, and then yeah, they have big shit eating grins. Yep. And then Sora mouths "fuck you" to them. <laughs> um, and then there it's like ah we're totally gonna fight all this you jump and then they just run past Mickey and he makes no attempt to stop them and it's like okay you could have done this the yeah. whole time <laughs> yeah, Mickey uh, his primeval awareness hasn't kicked in he turns he like he'll like jump over him he's like huh what yeah and like huh? Goofy Heights, has like my only weakness yeah. and Goofy has his like floaty like jump where like it's like he's like got a parachute or something where he falls very slowly but mickey's still just mm-hmm. standing there like ah i guess they beat me <laughs> gosh darn it yeah it happened again but then he makes a little face at the end like oh, those kids what am i gonna do with them i hope you can forgive us <laughs> um so <laughs> Oh boy, now we get into the thick of it, don't we? Uh, because yep. meanwhile... <laughs> meanwhile, back at the base. So we got a shadowy figure in the lab, and he mm-hmm. shoots out the security cam. Uh, this is the final mix exclusive cutscene, by the way. Yep. Uh, for a quick tip, uh, if it's a cutscene based exclusively on the organization members, there's a good chance it's a final mix cutscene. Um, yeah. So he goes on the computer and does a little thing where he enters a password, uh, which the real ones will be able to figure out what that password is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was actually thinking it's interesting how they showed us this, because as we know, last week I spent an absurd amount of time complaining about the intricacies of typing in the princess's names as a password. (laughs) (laughs) And I think... Lo and behold. Yeah, I think the screen we see this mysterious figure typing in, I think that is what the password was for DTD as well. Because it's got the thing where it's like, there's six little form fields, and then he types them in one at a time. And like each one, it's kind of like a little key that like unlocks it. So I feel like that yeah. would make sense if they also did that for um at, mm-hmm. the princess thing. As opposed where to it was like, we, yeah. As, exactly. I suppose what we memed on being like, how are you yeah. going to, you know, passwords are case sensitive. How are you going to fucking make this work but uh exactly yeah i feel like it uh, is like the initial i'm not sure if it's a password or to be fair it could be like just a login but the login is under another and then it goes to the six passwords which we can't see because they're all just asterisks because mm-hmm. don't reveal any don't reveal this is national cyber security well it won't be actually by the time this comes out it will still be cyber security awareness <laughs> but don't show anybody your password kids uh a hot tip even Kingdom Hearts knows that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So they enter the password, and then, like, things happen. Um, he wanders on down, and we get a shot that takes, that takes like, 30 seconds very, very of him climbing down a winding staircase. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's just a lot. It's cool the first time you see it, but then after that, it's like, okay, I never want to see this again. Yes, but like, it, like it, it takes so long. Like, you're like, oh, it'll cut to the spiral slope. And it's like, all right, you have to wait for me to walk in the door. All right, I got to take, like, 20 steps, and then maybe we'll transition to the bottom. As opposed to what I, I think is just better, and I guess more commonplace, of just door opens, you see long winding path, yep. and, like, maybe a few steps, but then cut, or you see them exiting or ending the... Yep. the pathway it's but like no, we have to we have to glare for like 30 seconds on what's 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 gonna happen in this big room where there's the only way is down the shot is like um it's like from the top down and it's a winding staircase which so is a circle he enters from like on like where the 90 degree angle is and you see mm-hmm. him walk all the way around the I guess three o'clock if it was a clock he enters there yes. you see him walk all the way counterclockwise to like Six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I believe there's also a close up and then it cuts yes. to actually the bottom, but Yes. <laughs> you have to make sure this man got home safely. <laughs> exactly. Um so it's like building up to like a big thing, you could tell. It's like what's where's he going? What's at the end of the What's stairs? going on? Um and then he gets to a room. He takes a seat and he says it's been far too long, quote unquote, friend. <gasps> and then it pans over, and then we see a rusty pile of armor and what looks like a keyblade. And mm-hmm. it don't make a whole lot of sense right now, but yeah, it's a thing. So we'll, we're gonna hold this secret for later. Yeah, we'll save this for later. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but wait, there's more because there's another final mix cutscene. Yes, immediately after, we cut to the organization's lair, secret volcano lair, and exactly, um, it's a flashback because it's Zexian and Vexen who Zexian, yeah, Zexian. Vexen is very angry. <laughs> Big mom energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, long story short, they're, they've just spent a whole lot of time saying nothing. They're basically speculating where the leader is. Um, and they mentioned a chamber of repose. And then they're, like, just dancing around the issue. They kind of, like, um, will uh, Zigbar shows up. And then he's like, oh, I found a... Mm-hmm. Number 11, Ma something, Mario, I don't know. Uh, so we get a little hints as to where this is in the timeline. Um, yep. But yeah, the whole point of the cutscene really is for, well, it's weird, right? Because Zigbar is like basically laying it in to Zexion and trying to get Zexion to like tell Zigbar like what the leader Zemnis. I'm just calling Zemnis. We know it's Zemnis now. Yeah. Well, they, so here's the thing. We, uh, if we didn't play Final Mix, we'd have to wait until the Zemnis reveal. But here they do say this in right. Final Mix Plus. This is the first instance of Zemnis we hear. Actually. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, and and to be fair, I think we molded over or uh, we skipped over it. But Go- Go- Goofy in the study before the explosion does be like, well, if we beat up Xehanort's yes. Heartless, 
that means there must be a nobody. And yep. Mickey confirms that he's the yep. the head of the And he's the, the leader of yeah. the organization. <laughs> <sighs> Mickey. And then Mickey, he like Mickey, he Mickey. says something like, and I've been around both of them. Gosh, it kind of feels like being around the same guy. Which just makes mm-hmm. me wonder, like... Oh, and then he just totally forgets where he saw the OG. Gosh, I can't remember. It's like, you can't remember or you don't want to remember. Because you just like your little secrets. That's why his ears are so big. Exactly. They're just full of secrets. <laughs> um, But yeah, I like to imagine, like, Mickey and Zemnis like, sitting in, like, a cafe... Like across from each other, just like sipping on some tea together. Like, gosh, this is nice, isn't it? <laughs> like, what scenario would Mickey just be next to Zimnis? <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. Like, I know he come went. Back to, come back to this later. He went undercover, quote unquote, 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 in the organization. But like, I have a hard time. Again, I haven't played Days, so maybe it'll be explained more. I was about to say, when we yeah. get to... I think this will be a, something I really look out for when we get into Days. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I watch cutscenes for Days, and I don't think I've ever seen Mickey and Zemnis in the same room. <laughs> I that uh, That's what I'm currently... That's currently going through my head. I'm like, okay. I do not think there is any interaction there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I guess he does reference talking to Xehanort the Apprentice as like, gosh, it feels like being around the same individual. But y- yes, that, that still requires us meet. He meeting Zemnis, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to just maybe hearing about Zemnis through the grapevine. Like, yeah, if exactly. I describe a friend to you, Kevin's not like I know exactly who this person is now. It's yeah, because like, ah, it's, cool. it's also like I have a vague idea. Yeah, because it's also like, well, how do you know that he's the leader of the organization? You know what I mean? Like, mm. where would you get this information? So, like, yeah, he must have met him somehow. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. But anyways, back to the cutscene. Um, yeah, basically, Zigbar's trying to get Zexion to tell him what the deal is with the Chamber of Repose, which is weird. It's like, why does Zigbar think Zexion has this information? Like, what is, when has Zexion ever been relevant to the plot, basically? <laughs> um, so, it ends with him, like, teasing, like, oh, there's another chamber, the one where, well, also he reveals that the repose, which is the one we just saw with the suit of yeah. armor, uh, is the the lab where they started doing experience on the heartless. So we can assume that, um, he, like we also saw him walk past some like jail cells. So I assume those are like the cells where they kept the failed experiments. So like the people who lost their hearts, as we discovered in the mm-hmm. answer reports from KH one. So that's pretty cool that they like actually show that. Um, and then yeah, and some. The real Ansem had them seal it away because he decided the experiments were no good. Uh, but then mm-hmm. whoever Zimnis is decided to keep lurking around there. And yeah, apparently there's another chamber. The Chamber of Waking. Waking. Which hides his other friend. Ooh. And then it like <sighs> it lingers on Zigbar's hooded face for like a really long time. And it's very ominous yeah. and creepy. Which is funny because... We haven't, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, Zigbar is the yeah. organization member who blocks us the first time we, yes. right before we go to the Isle Bastion for the first time. Um, I think most of them are pretty easy to identify. Zigbar is usually kind of twiggy. Yep. Zemnis, I, I know Zemnis in his black coat because he has huge breasts, aka he's got big, yeah, big, big peck energy. big shoulders, big pecs, just very looming, intimidating uh, man. The rest are, the rest are kind of just by their, <laughs> by their voices at this point. Yeah. 
<laughs> they really have a, a good silhouette. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that Zigbar is trying to, you know, we know, we, we know at this point in the series, he is the craftiest of the organization members. Oh, yes. But at this point in the story, we have no idea. And also, again, he's still covered. So yeah. it's almost like Zexian's talking to himself, basically. Because... Yeah, for sure. You know, I was thinking, like, it's a shame that, as far as I'm aware, we never see Axel and Zigbar interact, because, like, their personality is very the same, where they're, like, mm-hmm. kind of keeping their cards close to their shit, uh, close to their chest, yeah. and, like, Jeff playing both sides. <laughs> um, yes. I feel like they Especially would... What we, what we know for the whole series, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like they would have some words for each other. That'd be really cool to they see. They might have some... They might have some passing interactions in days, but don't quote me on that. But nothing substantial, I believe. Yeah. Like, they... It's probably very similar, actually. Most of their interactions are with a main character who's connected to the other character. Yep. So, like, in days, like, Zigbar... Obviously, Zigbar and Roxas talk, and Axel and Roxas talk a lot. Yep. But never with one another. Very adjacent, essentially. And also with a, with another character that's in days, too, that we yeah. get to when we get to days. Like... They're the two biggest personalities of the organization, and I think they're the two fan favorites. So I'm surprised Namora never Definitely. wrote a scene with the two of them together. Um, yeah. So just a little interesting thought I had. But yeah, so he's sprinkling little breadcrumbs all over the place of like, ooh, look what's coming up in the next game. And it's like, Namora, exactly. stop it. <laughs> exactly. Stop it. Focus on this game first. <laughs> Although, to be no fair, spoilies. again, these are Final Mix cutscenes, so this came after the fact. Um, so it's actually it actually is really impressive how he had so much thought out ahead of time. Um, so I'll give him that, especially with like the Chamber of Repose and Waking stuff. Like that's pretty in the nitty gritty. Um, yeah. To like have that figured right. out ahead of time, so that's cool. But. Yeah, it's just weird because, yeah, it's clearly a flashback. So it's like, why are we seeing this? How are we seeing this? Like, I can buy the um, the staircase cutscene because that's we can assume that's happening at the same time because it's like everyone's distracted with this big battle. So I'll go check out my yes. old, a thousand, my a old thousand clubhouse. Percent, I think, yeah, the <laughs> Zemnis. It's, it's, it's Zemnis. Um, everyone's distracted. I can finally sneak back into our study mm-hmm. and go into the Chamber of Repose. Yeah. Because I guess I guess the thought is because Zigbar and Zigbar and whatever past how far ago this uh, far however far in the past this was he's like mm, Zemnis keeps going to that chamber man I wonder what he's uh he's doing in there so yep. it would make sense uh, I guess especially over the events of Cage One where Hall of Bastion is well we're resigned to just the castle like he obviously he's had no qualms getting in and out of Hollow Bastion to his chamber whenever he doth see fit yep but now that like leon and the crew have snuck in he's like oh, oh, well that's gonna be off limits for a while yeah exactly yeah um so yeah huh. back to the real world um <laughs> uh we run into yet another organization member uh, mm-hmm. uh my boy my splashy watery friend <laughs> um it's the mix time baby um yep so, yeah, I love Demix. He's my favorite organization member. And mm. despite having so little screen time, but he's just the vibe, right? <laughs> uh, so we run to him. Mm-hmm. We call him names. We make him feel insecure about his masculinity. Uh, you know, all that classic hero stuff. And 
you know what? The mix has decided. I've taken it. I've taken it. And I've taken it. And I'll take no more. It's time to fight back. So he summons his his sitar and does a little mm. pose. And it's like, it's it's time to du- 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 duel, losers. And by duel, I mean dueling the guitars. Time to dance, Watergate. Yes. <laughs> uh, so many iconic lines from this fight. Uh, yep. So yeah, it's boss fight time. And it's also our... Woo! well. I was going to say, it's our first organization fight. Not really, if you've been doing absolute silhouettes, but for the sake of mm. the main game, it's our first fight. Story time, yeah. Let's, yeah, well, this is the first. Unless you count Axel. It's the first real yeah. fight. <laughs> it's the first yeah. fight to the death. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, it's to mix, which is like... We mentioned a few bosses now, but this one especially is like the first real difficulty spike of the game where I know a lot of people yes. have trouble with this fight which is fitting because it's like well yeah you're fighting the organization now like it's time to nut up or shut yeah. up punk <laughs> exactly well it's funny because it's Demix and Demix has been the laughing stock until literally this moment when he's like alright your butt is mine mm-hmm. um, so yeah let's let's talk about it so all right. he does the same thing in the underworld where he summons little water clones, and as we mentioned that time, they're really easy. Hit them once, they'll turn into the little note that you can do the wild dance reaction command. So, no problem there. Yep. And then the fight proper dance. starts. Um, mm-hmm. So, Demix is just a really crafty boy, and he will strike when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess the way I got through this fight was just staying back waiting for him to get his moves out, because he's somewhat predictable. So, yeah, I, I can agree to that. Yeah, he's got... So, like, the main sort of pattern he has is he, like, summons the six pillars around him, and then he'll do, like, a little water jet, an aqua jet, if you will, uh, forward. And then when he lands, if you catch him on the landing, that's a good chance to get some damage in. Um, mm-hmm. but if not, he could just do whatever, basically. Like, he's got his raining bubbles, he's got his, like, bubble shotgun, where he just keeps shooting them at you, and if you're too yeah, far away, like... that's annoying sometimes. Yeah, that definitely got... It definitely hit me the most. I think that killed me the first time, actually. Um, mm-hmm. he's got, like, the, like, water walls, where he just keeps summing them, like, back, like, in for- forward and behind him. Come on, get to the beat. Yeah. And they, like, kind of close in on you, and it's like you get all claustrophobic, and I just spam reflect yes. to, like, get through it. <laughs> yes. Oh, when he's when he's just, uh, when he's uh, uh, approaching you intimi- and intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's just walking at you. Yeah, yeah, because he, he plays the sitar, and there's just, there's like, a th- I think there's one, two, three walls that pop up, so... Yep. If you don't have enough distance, he'll just literally box you in. Yeah, like, he just has really huge hitboxes, and they can pop up pretty much wherever. So you just have to be very mindful of your spacing of, like, where his next attack is going to be. And then he's got... um, Well, he's got his little reaction command where, like, he'll start kind of strutting toward you with his guitar. And Mm -hmm. it's a show-stealer reaction command, which... Yep. I never got the, like, fail state of that, which... I don't know how you would fail it. I guess if you don't do the reaction command, you just let him walk up to you. But, uh... Yes. Mm-hmm. You take a lesson from Stitch, and you play a little song on the guitar, but, uh, then you yank the spotlight out from the mix and just whack him over the head with it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a good... It's a, it's a stun, prevents him from going nutso-butso. Yeah. It's opportunity for you. 
Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the main thing with him is just watching out for his revenge values. So I feel like this is where, with any organization member, really, um, <sighs> is when these really start to come into play, which, if you don't know, revenge values are basically when you keep attacking an opponent, um, it, like, builds a little gauge for them, and every opponent is different, but when you hit a certain number for them, they hit their revenge value, and they get their revenge. <laughs> so it's basically they'll counterattack you after you do a certain amount of yeah. hits if you get too greedy and just keep wailing on them. Uh, and Demix's hurt really bad because he'll just instantly recover and just, like, hit you immediately, and you'll be in the air, and then he'll do, like, his aqua jet forward, so he just traps you in a bunch of attacks. So, like, don't yeah. get greedy. When you're attacking him, mm-hmm. is basically the the moral of this lesson. Yep. I had this happen a few times, yep. just because I would, he would get stunned. I would do an upper slash so I continue the combo in the air, and I feel like said maybe twenty. Oh, the other way around, yeah. So twenty five percent of the time, I would just combo into high hell. But right before our combo finisher in the air, he would. I mean, when, you, when he hits the revenge value, he just, just like teleport. Not tele- doesn't actually teleport, but his body zoops. To like the other side of the arena. Yep. And I feel like every time after that, he'll aqua jet right back into your face. Yeah. He's just very, like, he's very erratic movement, um, like many mm-hmm. of the organization members. But, like, yeah, this is like the first major boss fight where it's like, you just really have to pay attention to what they're doing to, like, get through it. Um, but, yeah, I, I died the first time. I tried again, and it was just more. Uh, defensive, and then I summoned Stitch, which is pretty good because he stun he stuns him a lot with his ukulele and stuff. Okay, that's good. Yeah, or no, sorry, I summoned I summoned Chicken Little Chicken on Little? accident because okay. I had the auto summon and I just hit that because oh. <laughs> I don't know my uh, my um what's the the dog's my Pavlovian response. That's it. <laughs> there, yes. Um, so I hit that. When in doubt, Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> but Chicken Little can also summon sun him with his little, like, jacks and stuff. So that was helpful. Okay, that's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I beat him uh, the second time. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be pretty hard. But, yeah. Just, nice. Like I said, stay careful, stay back, get in when you can, but don't mm. get too greedy. That's really yeah. the MO for this fight. Do, do you have any other yeah. tips or interesting encounters with him not too much so where have all the attacks yeah i guess the only thing to mention is that he'll do dance water dance during the middle of the fight sometimes yeah uh, so the first one the, the intro to the fight you have to get rid of 50 forms in 40 seconds well, so like we said you just want to every time wild dance pops you want to just pop wild dance yep it's going to help you out tremendously maybe towards the end maybe not because there's probably going to be like stragglers that might be far away from each other so you're just wasting time by wild dancing yep unfortunately uh, but yes and then he'll do it again and when he does it in the middle of the fight you have to defeat 10 forms in 15 seconds and that can be a nail biter sometimes if you uh i mean it all depends on your positioning so there's just a lot of fa- there's a lot of randomness when it comes to yeah uh, the second and the, the other batches of clones mid fight. So you just want to be very careful when that happens. I remember uh, originally playing through Cage two years and years ago. This it wasn't the Demix fight itself. I could heal through it, but this specifically the mid uh, clone segments would be like the downfall of everything. I've- yeah, for sure. So I feel like if you get too in your head about it, you you might mess up, but. 
you just gotta keep a steady eye. Uh, usually thunder or a blizzard. I like I always I don't use any magic on Demix. I reserve it for the clone specifically because oh, yeah. there'll be you'll have two seconds left and there's one clone at the other end of the battle arena. You have to you know mm -hmm. snipe the hell out of it just to stay in the game. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that, that we covered all of it. He's yeah. a but yeah, he's a one of the first. Uh, ceremoniously difficult boss fights that we're going to see yeah. uh, growing forward going forward yeah but definitely a good one like he's really fun once you kind of figure out how to approach him so mm -hmm. nice little fight sprinkled in the midst of everything but yeah we beat him and then he melts he's melting ah! oh no no, no way, way. <laughs> it's interesting because when he like quote unquote dies he, like, turns into, like, a little water vortex, which is weird. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think through the other organization members and, like, how they, they die. And fade away. Yeah, they don't really have, like, like, their element, like, surrounding yeah. them. Well, mm -hmm. I guess Zaldan? Let's keep an eye on that. Um, yeah. I mean, we're about to see a lot more uh, organization deaths yes. going forward. So. Death. Let's, <laughs> let's keep an eye on that. Yeah, so... Oh, God, Sora beats him, and then he's filled with bloodlust. He's like, any other organization members too scared to fight me? Come on out! <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Doesn't, like, Donald, like, tell him to, like, shut the hell up, basically? <laughs> he's like, well, start, I forgot Donald down. Goofy do it. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think it might be Donald being like, like uh, Sora, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like <laughs> sorry. And it's like, calm down, kid. You just murdered someone. Why are you so excited about this? <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely um filled with rage i don't know yeah i guess the organization are the only real threats and well the demix has never been a threat at the end of the day it's i mean i do fair like if it's like i'm gonna stab Kyrie if you don't win this fight and he's like a son of a bitch i'll kill you yeah he's i'll kill you He's very upset about Kyrie and Riku and everything going on, so he's just looking for an outlet. And unfortunately, that was Dimix. <laughs> <laughs> it was you. Yeah, but it... You shall become my new muse full of blood! <laughs> he's about to find another outlet, though, because Mickey shows up and gives him a little stern talking to, like, gosh, you sure do have a lot of friends to help. <laughs> and they're all laughing, and it's great, and oh no, look, I'm about to see what is that! <gasps> no! Bing. Goofy. The <laughs> Oh, shit! <laughs> This is not happening. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Goofy gets a thing hit on his head, and then he falls really fast and far, and it's comical. But then everyone thinks mm -hmm. that he's dead, and they like mourn over him. Like it's some really dramatic scene, and it's uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> I. <sighs> So either, I feel like there are two groups when it comes to the goofy death. You either feel for it, or you just think it's dumb. And I am in the feel for it category, oh. for better and for worse. I'm the I, think it's dumb category. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, not. I mean, we know that Goofy comes back in like ten minutes, but and we'll talk about the once we get to Goofy coming back, we'll talk more about it. But like. I don't know. It to me, this is still the death of Goofy. Like it's still, it's hard. 
I know it, it sounds dumb because he doesn't die. He's got a thick skull. He'll be, he'll be he took a quick nap. He'll be up in ten minutes. Yep. Uh, the decision behind it, uh, it's it just still fills me with emotion. I know Goofy's gonna be fine, mm-hmm. but I still, I, I I feel I feel for Mickey. Mickey's like Goofy, <laughs> and then Lily's like, well, I mean, uh, another iconic moment. Yep. They'll pay for this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's just weird. Like, it's just unnecessary conflict or drama when we already have plenty of that right now. Like, why are we injecting a fake goofy death in the middle of all this? Like, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's weird for Mickey to say, they'll pay for this because this was like 100% an accident. It's not like the Heartless, like, specifically were like attacking him and then Goofy sacrificed himself. Like,. Yeah. So that's forced. They like try to do like a weird revenge angle. It's like this is Mickey Mouse we're talking about. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess to be fair, like, um, so a surveillance robot shot a part of a cliff, yeah. and that a rock from the cliff like bumped Goofy. Like, I, it is technically the Heartless's fault, but it wasn't like uh, someone's looking at Mickey through a sniper rifle. Exactly. Like, Look out, that's your what he's making it seem like. Yeah. <laughs> Get down, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's like, are, do you really expect us to believe that Disney has going to let you kill off Goofy? Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's silly, but Donald gets angry and everyone's angry and, oh no, it's time to fight. So he runs off with no clear goal. He just wants revenge. <laughs> and Sora's very tepidly following him, although he, he lingers for a little bit to, to give Goofy one last goodbye. Uh, but then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Final Fantasy Circuit, which is uh, a solo fight, although you have them as allies, but they're not like party members. They're just there to help you. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is... It pretty much just plays itself. Like, you just fight some Heartless, and they like kind of escalate in difficulty, but they're still not yeah. that hard. Um, yeah, they're pretty... Yeah, they do get harder as you go on. I think it's nice to fight alongside them, even if you can't command them. Yeah. It's a little a little something. It, it, I mean, it, it actually adds to the, the gravitas yeah. of everything. So, I do like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, the uh, 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 post-Demix. Uh, we finally get our uh, Blizzara. Oh, get a yeah. Blizzard upgrade. Nice. Before I forget about that. Yeah. And Sword gets an armor slot. Donald gets Blizzard boost. Uh, but on to the next one. When it rains, it pours. Literally. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's on the Yeah, I mean, this whole sequence is more just, again, like, fan service. Like, it's more just fun to see them. Like, it's not really supposed mm-hmm. to be a challenge. Um, so that's cool. They all have their big attacks. Although, they can't aim for shit. <laughs> like, I feel like most of the time when they do their big moves, like, they're just facing the complete opposite direction of where they should. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I want you to be cool, but you gotta work with me here. So... Yeah. It's kind of uh, easier. They're not the best control. Although, to be fair, how much... Well, to be fair, uh, we do fight Yuffie. We do fight Leon. Do we fight Cloud in Cage, too, or not? I know Tifa's... In, we don't fight Tifa at all. No, you do. You fight all four of them in the final Hades Cup match. Oh, okay. Never mind. Maybe mm-hmm. I just never done. I feel like I've never done the Hades Cup in two, to be honest. I, I don't do it very often. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So, okay. So, they are all, pe- like, they're already programmed into the game. Yep. So, it's just, it's just drag and drop the assets here and 
that don't target Sora, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you get through it. It goes from Yuffie to... Is it Tifa next or, or Leon? I think it's Leon. Uh, it, it goes to T- Yuffie. There's no Aerith, because Aerith can only apparently cast spells, or only cast Cure, basically. Yeah. Um, Yuffie into... T- Yuffie into Leon, into Tifa, into Cloud, I believe. Yeah. And Cloud's the only one that really stands out to me, because, like, at first it's a bunch of shadows, and you're like, where's my where's my teammate? And then he, like, yeets in through the sky, and, like... He, like, climb hazards into yeah. the scene, basically, yeah. <laughs> and they, like, all fly back, and it's like, oh, Cloud, that's a big sword you got there. <laughs> um, And then when you beat them, he, like, does the same thing in reverse, where, like, he kind of lingers after the fight, but then he pulls out his sword, and then he, like, beams himself up and it's like oh that was cool i wish i could do that (laughs) um so yeah final fantasy the game um and the next is the crystal cavern or whatever where we regroup which is like again like the geography it's like okay so like mickey and donald must have gone through the same path and also ran through all the heartless but like there's still heartless left behind so like how do they get so far ahead it's weird but we meet up again um oh go free i don't know they're like not really too upset about it like sora is just like yeah goofy <laughs> i think yeah yeah sora sora is the late late to the party donald goof not donald mickey and donald are like are you okay he's like yeah but oh yeah goofy. <laughs> donald's in his like little uh widow's like hat with the net like across the face yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, whenever I type in R.I.P. for a GIF, uh, uh, I never use it too often, but uh, a good one that I see constantly is uh, the Family Guy of Stewie throwing a rose into the grave. Oh, yeah. There's another image that comes to mind. Classic. Um, so they're mourning him, but uh, wait, what's that? Gosh, fellas. Hi! <laughs> Hi there, fellas! <laughs> Goofies! Ah, oh, surprise! It was a lot all time. Gosh, I get bonked mm-hmm. on the head all the time. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, of course he does. Like, he takes way harder hits all the time in this game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you get like explodinated by a giant laser, like at one point. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Good, good gosh, guys. Bahamut's Ultima really yeah. hurt, but I think we'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the man has once more. He'll be fine. <laughs> yep. Um, that's another ability, which I got, although I think it's a level ability, but I got it in the next fight. It's a level because I, I already have it, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's basically second chance, but for multi-hit moves. So, very mm. nice. It's going to actually make a lot of these fights possible, these like optional fights, so that's a big boon. Correct. So you can you can probably get knocked away, or at least survive the hit, and they be able to cure because equip leaves bracer because equip leaves bracer always have leaf bracer equipped. Yeah. And then just cure and hopefully stay in the fight. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, after this whole cutscene, we do get so right before the thousand harmless actual fight, we do get cura. Yep. Uh, bless. Yeah. Although, like, um, I don't know, yes. I never noticed the difference between Cura and Cura and Curaga in this game. Yeah, I feel like Curaga is... Well, I feel like it's, uh... To be fair, um... 
when you get cure, your health isn't super long or super big. Yeah, exactly. Cure, and then you know they kind of scales with your health. Yeah. Like if you're leveling naturally, I would assume. Yeah. So it's it's not noticeable. Kiorg is probably noticeable just because it takes you from well, as well, uh, especially uh, whenever I think of. Kiraga and like spells that come into effect at the last second like oh god i need this now i think of surviving with one hp and then using Kiraga basically mm-hmm. that always sticks my mind a lot especially with the sephiroth but yeah so yeah the gang's on um, here yes you got a few big mm-hmm. old chests to pick up one of them is some torn pages again just stuff those in your back pocket yep. for now um and then yeah let's let's keep moving forward soldiers <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we come out in the Great Mall, and it's quiet. Too quiet. Too quiet. Oh no, we're surrounded on all sides. So, the gang's all here, and Mickey, with his, his elf eyes, apparently, sees a lone figure standing on the cliff in the distance. That's him! That's the leader of the organization! I knew I recognized him! Uh-huh. And yeah, Zonus is just hanging out for some reason, and then he gets a little look. Bye. Nanny, nanny, poo, poo. Stick your head and do a do. Have fun with all these heartless. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he's just she's chilling. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, now Mickey. Now Mickey has his goddamn. Now brain blast, I remember. Like, now I remember. <laughs> so yes, he he me at some point he visited Anson Wise, which for Mickey makes sense being a Keyblade wielder. Yeah, we know of this. And also yeah. being uh, having a gummy ship. Like, he can traverse worlds before the worlds were, were separate, were disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. So, he's got that power, and he's talked to Anson the Wise, and yeah, he, he has the uh, remembrance of uh, Xehanort walking in on their conversation, being like, Alright, Mouse, get out of my way. I need to do this experiment, and my homie needs to look me up, and <laughs> Anson's like, I forbid it! Yep. Um, yeah, so, like, we get a little cutscene, and yep. Uh, Zim is confirmed for Apprentice Nobody. <laughs> um, and then he decides, all right, I'm going to go after him. You guys have fun with this. And we're like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> so Mickey runs off. And then you'll notice that after the flashback, when we cut back, the cutscene is just immediately like all grainy and low res. And this has always bothered me. And like... Mm-hmm. This was also, like, basically in every trailer. It's a shot of Sora, Dawn, Goofy, surrounded by the A Thousand Heartless, and they, like, pull out their weapons, and they're like, all right, let's go, men! And then Sora charges against them, and it's all very exciting and dramatic. But, like, they default to their default weapons. So Sora has the Kingdom Key, Dawn has his, like, Lord's Mage, or whatever it's called. Goofy has the King's Shield. And I finally figured out, like, a few playthroughs ago, like, oh, like, this cutscene is, like, actually pre-rendered because there's so many Heartless. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the technology, but, like... Because everything else, like, it'll take into account, like, oh, like, if you use a drive form, you'll use that drive form in the cutscene. If you have whatever exactly, your keyblade yeah. is, I... it'll show that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think of uh, Remake, where ma- the material you have in yeah. your weapon actually shows during cutscenes, which is the always think is cool. Yeah, but that's because it's, like, yeah. rendering in real time basically mm-hmm. but here it's like again like pre-rendered oh like, shit we can't we can't do this on the fly yeah like i i'm guessing they like saved it as like an 
FMV or something and then like compress the shit out of it, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. why it never translate to HD because like they can't go in and like upres it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not Perhaps, a videographer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who really knows? But it's also kind of exciting because it's like, oh, like we're going back to Kingdom Key. This must be really important. So I don't know. This cutscene always stuck out to me for that. Uh, but yeah. And also, interestingly enough, so... During the first, first, like, pre-alpha days of this game, when we got, like, the first handful of trailers, uh, this scene was supposed to be even bigger. Like, there was supposed to be some behemoths. (gasps) Behemoth? What? So, yeah, originally it was going to be even more epic in scale, but the budget. Or, I guess the technology, honestly, just wasn't there. Um, So instead, instead, we get... What seems cool on paper, but then ends up being a really tedious fight of just a bunch of um, knights, whatever they're called again, and uh, surveillance bots. Uh, so it's basically reaction command. The fight. Literally, mash triangle to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, in Final Mix, it's limit form grinding. The fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, so, so I am curious, uh, if you if there's any real preparation going into this fight, I feel like for standard mode, probably much less, but is that different on critical mode? Because I am curious about Oh it. god, no. Okay. No. <laughs> I didn't even come close to dying. Okay. Um, there were a few times I got uh, kind of surrounded by some armored knights, so I got to half health at some point. I think I was like, yeah. oh, where's my limit form, limit form, limit form? Yeah, you can definitely get caught into a series of hits, but it's so easy to then break out of them and just get all your health back. Because, like, they'll drop HP orbs, you can heal yourself, you can go into limit form. Um, so there's not really a risk, even though you're surrounded by a thousand heartless. So Exactly, yeah. <laughs> there's just, especially because Rising Sun and, uh, uh, I forget the reaction command for the server. Sparkle robot. Beam. S- sparkle, sparkle Beam. beam. <laughs> yeah, Sparkle Beam. Uh, are just very, I mean, there's a reason they probably pitted those two against you yeah. because they're, they're so good at just taking out groups of enemies so yeah, like, yeah. Um, especially sparkle beam i think it does like 50 heartless per go i'm about <laughs> to say yeah especially when with the like the first probably up yeah, until yeah. the three quarters amount so probably until 750 when there's just an ass ton of heartless surrounding you it's just like everybody's yep. dead um, i did switch yeah. some things around i mainly took off I went risky, but then again, I'm playing standard mode, so not a huge risk. I took off once more, uh, so I could put on reaction boost, because again, this is reaction command, the fight. Good call. And so I figured this is probably the best place to do that, because it's just going to be reaction commands. Whereas, like, you know, going through the world, it's depending on the world and what stage of the game you're in, you may not have access to reaction commands based on the enemies you're fighting. So, But for here, when you know they're going to be coming at you, uh, yes, I would like to press triangle and also win the game. Yep. Yeah, it's weird, like... Like, why... Why is this a solo fight? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, one, where the hell do Donald and Goofy go? Because <laughs> we're surrounded by Heartless, it's not like you can really... You have much room to navigate here. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, wouldn't it have made more sense if you had them and then you could use Master Form because that's a form that, like, takes out... Like, it has a lot of really big area of effect moves. Mm. Like, that would have been cool to me. Uh, But, yeah. Instead, we get Limit Form, which, yeah, it's a good spot to grind because 
Um, you can just pop off your limits, and then what I do is I'll do because Sonic Blade for some reason requires the less the least amount of MP. Correct. So basically, with limit form, I only ever use Sonic Blade. Correct. <laughs> um, yes. It, yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, you get off two, and then take some hits, or maybe you can get off one at this point. But anyways, then you'll take some hits, get enough to then pop off another, mm-hmm. and you can usually get like three or four per. Uh, drive form. Yeah, um, I think Sonic Rave in this takes up maybe thirty or thirty-five MP around yeah. that. They're all they they it's like uh, Sonic into R's into Strike into Infinity, which was Ragnarok basically. Um, yeah, and yeah, the the farther you go down the list, the more MP they consume. But yeah, if you just want to yep. spam Sonic one, Sonic plays the best one. Two, you can use it three times yeah so it's just best. <laughs> exactly it's just best. yeah and then when you revert you'll be an mp charge and then i guess i assume they must boost your drive form in this fight particularly because like if you're an mp charge like your your drive gauge just like shoots up infinitely like if you do one combo you'll basically get a full bar out of it so like you'll yeah. have enough to go back in the limit form in no time yeah so you just keep spamming it so i got two levels up out of this fight and i was like all right that's enough because mm-hmm. limits are far less efficient than just doing the reaction commands correct so. yeah but they're just useful just to just I mean you might as well <laughs> what else are you exactly. gonna do here it's just a good re- resource to to grind or at least to have if for some reason you are having issue with this don't worry you you have limit form if you're playing final mix yeah. plus so Use your advantage. It's a pretty tedious fight. Um, Yes. It's not super fun. It just takes a long time. Um, But yeah, once you prevail, meet up with Donald Goofy again, and then, oh boy, you get a lot of plot tossed at you. Yep. It's pretty simple when you boil it down. Um, So Axel shows up to tease you. And it says, hey, hey, way to play right into your trap. And it takes them forever to figure out what he's talking about. But basically, we get the big plan. So, this whole time, <laughs> you thought you were helping everyone. But with every heartless you've slain, the beautiful heart within that's been released has been collected by the organization to amass a new kingdom hearts. So the more heartless you kill, the more you'll be falling into our clutches. Ah! <laughs> you fools! So, Sora has this whole identity crisis where for some reason he keeps saying, I can't use the Keyblade, because basically, any Heartless that's slain with that Keyblade releases a heart, which mm-hmm. is false. <laughs> because basically, anytime Heartless is destroyed, they release a heart. Yeah. Like, earlier... There was a cutscene in the Great Maw. The cutscene was Cloud and Sephiroth. When Sephiroth does his big strike and takes out all a bunch of Heartless, they all release hearts. And it's like, okay. Yep, they have the same so death Sephiroth. animation. It doesn't change. Yeah, and like, I would say, oh, it's, well, that doesn't mean that like their hearts are being released like in the same sense. But like, they specifically cut to the same animation of the hearts just floating up in the air when Sora's like, the hearts! They're, so they're, like, calling attention to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can only assume that, yeah, anytime a heart flows up, like, floats up like that, it then goes to this new Kingdom Hearts. So I'm like, eh? I mean, everyone releases a heart when they defeat a heartless. Like, you don't have to have a keyblade. So that's always been a little weird to me. Yeah! But... In that case, why not, Sora, why don't you take a seat and let everybody else do all the work? If that was such an inconvenience. But I have to be the hero. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, it's, it's this little big thing where, oh, no, the plot's finally revealed, and it's, like, supposed to be a twist where it's like, well, what are we supposed to do now? We can't help folks, because then we'll just be playing into the organization's plans, but then if we don't stop the Heartless, they're going to keep hurting folks. Gosh! Yeah. So it's supposed to be this big thing. This was another big moment trailers where it's that ominous line of what am I supposed to do if I can't use the keyblade which I always thought meant like a Spider-Man 2 situation where he like loses the power to use the keyblade but he's talking about like literally like oh no I shouldn't use it yeah literally with great power comes great (laughs) responsibility yeah but uh um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's a I think it's it is mildly it's an interesting concept that isn't explored whatsoever it's basically like a suck it up buttercup like there is like a yeah it's it's not really conflict after this yeah yeah it's just like what am i supposed to do if i can't use the keyblade and then they we come to the conclusion of well we have to keep helping people so we're gonna have to keep using the keyblade so yeah it just it just be let's not worry about it yeah (laughs) Exactly. Um, um, oh yeah. So Maleficent then, wants to be important again. So maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. Well, even before her, Syx decides he's going to be important, and he oh, yeah. scares off Axel. Um, yes, he's like, Oop. and then. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will take care of him and give him the punishment he deserves, or whatever. Yeah. So I he... don't care about any of that. Just tell me where Kyrie is. Yeah. So it's. <sighs> And maybe I need some help with this, but Axel went rogue and stole yep. Kyrie. But for some reason, the org has Kyrie now. Did you, do you think that this just happened because Nomura didn't think we would notice? Or did he actually bring Kyrie back and like tried to barter, basically, being like, All right, we have the girl, like what can we do now? AKA I want Roxas back. <laughs> I always assumed he got Kyrie on the organization's orders. So I assumed at that point he was still in league with the organization, although, you know, doing his own thing on the side. But like at that point he hadn't like outright betrayed them. But at this point when he like tells Sora is evil, like the organization's evil plan and such, like (sighs) that's when they know, I don't know. Like I was saying earlier, this is when people start saying a bunch of things that don't really make sense. They're just saying them to say them. Yeah. Because, like, there's also a line where Sora's like, you, you're the one who took Kyrie," And it's like, well, why would you say that? Like, did I miss something where, like, someone described, oh, it was this guy with red spiky hair and a cloak. He took Kyrie. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think he just assumes you took Kyrie because, yeah, Axel's the one who took Kyrie, and we need Sora to get mad about Kyrie, so he'll just know this for some reason. But yeah, at some point he like fully betrayed the organization, so now they're after him. And Mm. yeah, Sax is here, and we get a really awkward scene where again Sora's really fixated on Kyrie, but he's also fixated on this idea of the Dark Realm, even though you don't know that she's there. In fact, we're pretty sure she's with the organization, and we don't think I don't think they're in the Dark Realm; they're in the organization's world. Uh, but um, for some reason, he asks yeah. Sykes, "Just take me to the Dark Realm." It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, what kind of plan is that? <laughs> uh, and Sykes is like, "Do you really care for her?" Yes, more than anything. Then show me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we literally have this fifteen-year-old twink 
get on his knees and his hands and beg in front of this big beefy man and it's weird (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's happening it's making me uncomfortable he's like please take me to kari i'll do anything Ugh, it's weird. Anything? And then Sykes is just like, Sykes is like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to stop you there, kid. I was just messing with you. I didn't, I, I didn't think you were actually gonna do it. I mean, my God, man, have some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> Why <are> you rotten? <laughs> uh, it's weird. But um, yeah. Then Melissa decides. Oh, am I interrupting something? <laughs> so she's here again, for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, again, she wants to be part of the plot, and it's funny because I was uh, I was explaining this to someone. They're like, "Oh, Maleficent's a good person." I was like, "No, uh, she's just dumb." It's weird. <laughs> yeah, she, they're trying to make it seem like they're like yeah. buddy buddies now, even though Sora was just gloating about how we murdered her earlier in the game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh, it's <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, again, we love this game, but we're also gonna rag on it. And there's just yeah. like this, it's a faux sacrifice of like, I'll distract yes. you while you get away. Yeah, and they try to make it seem like a big moment, like, Maleficent, she really was good. But one, she's not. But also two, it's not a sacrifice. Because one, we've already seen this bitch come back to life once. But two, she's going to show up again later in the game. Yep. So it's like, what Almost happened like it here? didn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. And then like, uh, it's just weird. Because then... I mean, basically, she sacrifices herself for nothing because nothing happens. To, nobody just instantly smother her. And then the Sykes is like, well, that was weird. Shall we carry on now? Cool. Uh, <laughs> nobody's go away. Armor Knights come back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hit the bench. Yeah, Armor exactly. Knights, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and also, the, they, they question, like, why are the heartless listen to you? And he's like, well, I have a, I have a strong heart. The doctor... Uh, told me about it at a young age and I've just been uh, just eating just eating horses hearts and up until this very moment so my heart could be the strongest heart there is but also kind of checks out for the heartless it's, I mean it's the reason they follow Maleficent and kind of probably Pete unfortunately it's just that yeah they, yeah it's, it's in my mind I always think it of I mean a strong heart is like a strong will basically and especially exactly. if you're tainted with darkness they'll be like okay we follow you like the nobodies yeah. are the nobodies, especially the organization themselves, are very thoughtful and like and planned. Whereas the heartless are literally just pawns. I think of them as just animals. It's like, all right, we will bend our knee yep. to the one who is the strongest, basically. Yeah, and I think the organization because they quote unquote have no hearts, um, but they still mess with darkness. So like, they take advantage of it. So the heartless like that, but they also don't let their feelings take control of them. So yes. they don't succumb to the darkness like certain other villains. So mm-hmm. yeah, they've, they, they like the organization. They like to cut their jib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sora has this little existential crisis. What am I going to do? It's hopeless. But then what's that? Whoa, it's a bright light. What's happening? Ah! And then, for some reason, we just cut away from the scene, and then we cut back to the organization and their lair, and they just have a roundtable discussion of, oh, now that Sora knows our plans, he'll be that much harder to use as a puppet. Exactly. And I think it's I think it's Sykes complaining about this. It's like, well, if you didn't want him to know your plan, why did you tell him the plan? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, even Axel was like, oh, I'll keep that a secret from you. I can't tell. But then Sykes was like, no, no, no. We have a really great plan, and you need to hear about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's very much Zemnis explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Sykes who says, like, it'll be hard to control Sora now, because he's been trying to control this entire time. And Zemnis is basically, hey, not really, because they're the good guys, and they're going to keep doing good guy things. Like, they're predictable. Yeah. It's like that's, that's it's, part of the appeal of this plan. Exactly, it's, it's kind of the whole reason we're doing it. It's almost like we're the organization. <laughs> yeah, we got a plan for everything. Yeah, and then they just do all their bad guy dialogue. Like yep. Luxor says something like, "The die have been cast," and I'm shocked as all didn't say something like, "I feel the winds of change blowing." I think he says something <laughs> similar though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, one thing that was interesting because then they start talking about like, oh, like we'll have to like fight him now because he's like actively attacking us and he's already taken out one of our own. Yeah. Um, and then Zim, they were like saying like, what do we do? Like if we have to defeat him, like we won't be able to use him anymore. And then Zim says something like, oh, well, if if he gets taken out, then he won't be of any use to us anyway. So it's basically like well, he's not good enough if we can defeat him. So it's like this weird thing of like mm-hmm. Zim is just kind of outright acknowledging like yeah like Sora's gonna kill all of you and that's good for me (laughs) like if you kill him then we'll just find someone else who's stronger than him and then they'll kill you but basically I need someone who can kill all of you in order to have all my plans come to fruition (laughs) and it's like no one picks up on this (laughs) basically yeah it's like him basically saying hey Sora will be useful until he's not useful anymore that's yeah that's 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 like literally it yeah so like the only way our plan will work is that this kid can kill all of you (laughs) but also interesting he specifically uses the word die he says something like if he were to die Mm -hmm. and like i i can't think of too many other times where they use the word die in the arts if at all so that was just an interesting note Mm. um but yeah, that's about the extent of that cutscene. So then we just cut to the world map. Well, we cut to Cloud and Leon just staring from afar at yeah. like the bright light. Yeah. Maybe this is before the flashback. But anyway, it's right before it the flashback. Them. But like, it doesn't really yeah. matter the order of them. To be fair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, and they're just like, oh, Sora, Donald, Goofy, be careful. And Cloud's like, all right, bye. Cloud's I've, I've basically reached like, my quota for screen time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Crap, we haven't paid Steve Burton enough. Get Cloud on the screen! Get Cloud on exactly. the screen! Sorry, but my contract says only 20 minutes of voice dialogue. It's over. <laughs> but yeah, Cloud's like, they'll be fine. They've they've literally done with work. They've, they're, yeah. they're strong. They'll be fine. Leon's like, all right, guys, see you soon. And then, yeah, it cuts yeah. to inside the Gummy Ship uh, as as they get beamed up because that's how Gummy Ships potentially work. Who really knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, I guess help really does come from unexpected places. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And crazy how we go back to the exact cutscene we just left off from. Ugh. Really? Yeah, I don't know why they do this. Because, like, the first time you see it, it, like, fades to black and we hear some dialogue. But then mm. they cut back to it and then we see the dialogue playing out in real time. It's like, why didn't we just have this as one unbroken cutscene? Like, what is this serving by, like, doing this weird split timeline thing? But basically, I guess Maleficent summoned them to what we can assume is the Dark Realm? Because it's really dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or actually... 
Was it the the hooded figure? It could have. It, I think it could have been the black cloak. Actually, it probably most likely is the black coat. Yeah. Um. So he shows up. He also has a really stark, bright white box <laughs> mm-hmm. that he leaves for them, and then he disappears. And then they open it. They find the picture of the Traverse Town, Twilight Town. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. Without fail. The Twilight Town gang with yep. Roxas. I don't know how I know. I just know this is Roxas. Yeah, so um, it's uh, the picture from the tutorial, from the prologue, I guess mm-hmm. you want to call it that. Yep. But yeah. And, and also, an pres- ice cream. A perfectly preserved <laughs> bar of sea salt ice cream. Yeah, like what is the temperature in this realm of darkness where you can keep a sea salt ice cream at room temperature and it's totally fine? Yeah, no, the black, the black coat is a little like... He's like sitting in the break room and like looking at his watch, like, oh crap, it's time. And like grabs the yeah. box out of the box out of the fridge, runs out of the room, runs oh, back gotta in. Hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> runs back in, picks a picture up off the counter, puts a picture in the box, like, oh, I'm gonna be late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, they well Donald eats the ice cream for some reason. And Goofy's like, Gosh, maybe you shouldn't. Okay, oh, Goofy's like, like Hey, you, big hey you're gonna eat this random piece of ice cream in a box, Donald? Are you that we found in the dark realm? <laughs> <laughs> it's dark cream. I knew it. Yeah, exactly. Um But wait, don't get too comfortable with it, because it's actually a key item. Ah. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I was a key item the whole time. Ha, oh. ha, ha. For some reason, because I I don't know what lane we're opening at this point. We're not even in a world right now. <laughs> just throwing these scenes. It's out the left way right. out of here potentially. If I had to actually take a serious moment to think about it. Yeah, I guess it could be the escape. I don't know, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean that makes the most logical sense. But like, yeah, I've I've always just assumed like. It, the lanes just open like a gummy route, not like a physical lane for you to escape from a dark realm, like without a gummy ship. So it's that's weird. up to the artist's interpretation. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but then, like, Sora has this weird line where he's like, "Not yet. I've got to find Kyrie." But then he it immediately cuts back to the gummy ship, and he's like, "Well, I didn't find Kyrie," and it's like, "What? Well, did you look? Like, what happened there?" <laughs> I got distracted. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, are they saying, like, okay, this is the gate to whatever, wherever we need to go, like, our final level, basically. Mm Because they start hinting at, like, the organization's world. Are they saying, like, oh, this opened this. But then Sora's like, no, not yet. I have to go find Kyrie in other worlds. I don't know. It's a weird line. (laughs) Yeah. Especially because then we cut back to the gummy ship, and they're like, oh, gosh, that was weird. Who gave us that ice cream? Maybe Riku? Just a thought. Oh, Sora, you always think that. Mm. Eh, you can't blame a guy for trying. But then Donald says something like, look, we're almost there. We're halfway there. Halfway there. And it's like, almost, almost where? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Where are we going right now? Like, <laughs> we're almost back to Mulan's world? Like, is that where we're supposed to be going? Because that's... That's the next world, but, like, I don't think that was on our radar, so, yeah. Like I said, like, they just start saying a bunch of random stuff that doesn't really connect to anything, and, like, yeah, just the game story gets really messy at this point. And yeah. You just kind of have to take it all at face value and not really think about what is actually going on. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know. But that is finally it. <laughs> we made it. We've survived the Battle of the Bastards. I made a thousand heartless. <laughs> and we're stronger for it. Woo! <sighs> yeah, we've, uh, right. we've made it to the other side. Which, Literally. yeah. Also, they do have this scene with, like, I wonder who that was. Maybe Riku? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, Because the yeah. uh, mysterious man we never read before in a black coat obviously points to Riku. Cough, cough. Yeah. Not like Especially have... considering, like, what we learned later in the game and then how Sora's really surprised about it. It's like, well, you already had a suspicion about yeah. this. Yeah. <sighs> we'll get to it later. But, yeah, that's that. So. Next week, <laughs> we're gonna do it all again. Whoop. Do it all again. We're yep. doing the second visit circuit. Round Yay. trip, baby. <laughs> this flight so, ain't over yet. Yeah. So I'm not sure how this next batch is gonna go. I was thinking maybe we could like double down and do two second visits per episode just because there's really not much new to talk about aside from the story because like, the hearts are the same, the world's the same. Um, but we'll see how that goes next episode. We'll see how much we can cover in an hour or so. Um, so exactly. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned for that. Yeah, I think, but, uh, well, on our end, we'll prep for the next two worlds and see if we actually, in our yeah. recording, actually get through the two of them. But yeah, we'll figure yeah, out the pacing. Sure. Yep. But in the meantime, you can do your part and return the hearts to once they came I'm by rating and reviewing on Apple iTunes. You can subscribe if you haven't already. You yeah. can email us. Send us a package with the perfectly preserved ice cream bar at khbhpodcast at gmail.com. khbhpodcast at gmail.com. Which you can find in the description, as always. Uh, you can also share with a friend who also likes Kingdom Hearts. And you can... That's it. Those are the things. Thanks <laughs> for you, doing If them. you think of a way to share this podcast, please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Oh, I'm going to go lick my wounds from that battle. i got a few scratches on me. Mm-hmm. In the back of Kevin Zettel, here's Dance Uh, All right, to the gummy ship and away! Bye bye!